This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit jabberjawmedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Casper. Save $50 on any mattress purchase today by visiting casper.com slash bcpod and using the promo code bcpod at checkout and today's show is also sponsored by blue apron get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash bad christian you are now entering the bad christian podcast let's do it let me tell you what I didn't sign. Let me tell you what I didn't sign. I live in Nashville, but I didn't sign. I live in Nashville, but I didn't sign. My name is Toby and Matt and Joey and we're the Bad Christian Podcast. I know we talked about that on our last podcast, but I wanted to make clear that we did not sign it. Even though, Matt, mm-hmm. your name was on it. Did yeah, you see that? Yeah, that's did, Matt Have Carter. you ever heard of that guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, we, I've tweeted back and forth with him. We're aware of each other. You know, <laughs> I'm sure it's not good for either one of us. <laughs> so I'm sure neither one of us are real happy about the other's name or our own name. I like the guy. I think he's cool. Like, I ne- you, know. you know, I never thought about it from his. <laughs> yeah, it's probably worse for him than it's for me. You know, he's like, oh shit. <laughs> he doesn't even cuss. He's a pastor, right. and he found out about. Oh shit. I mean, there's a lot of situations where he like it doesn't it doesn't bother me. That, hey, I heard Matt Carter preach the killer sermon last week. Cool. That, that doesn't really harm me, but he gets, did you hear what Matt Carter said last week? <laughs> and then it's, it's some shit I said. And so, yeah, I'm sure it's a problem for him more than so for me. How many older blue-haired ladies walk up to him and go, I heard your podcast this week? <laughs> no, he's definitely and, and aware then, of And then it. they think he's just a big-time liar when he's like, so, I don't do a podcast. Well, here's the audio. <laughs> <laughs> That is crazy. I, that's why I always felt kind of lucky in a way. Like back in the day when I was in elementary school, I was I was super uncomfortable uncomfortable about my name Toby mm-hmm. because everybody that was cool, all the cool guys, like in second third grade, had like normal names like Kevin or Matt or mm-hmm. Joey. Those are like names that are normal, but Todd. like Toby. Yeah, yeah. Like my name, nobody had. I don't even know why my parents even gave me that name. Like it. it, it it's back a in nineteen seventy six, yes. Back in nineteen seventy six, when I was born, that I, I don't even understand what it was. The most popular thinking. doggy name in nineteen sixty six. Now, my mom swears that my name. My mom swears this. You know how your mom Matt swore that uh, one of her dogs died of a broken heart. Yeah, because <laughs> committed suicide. Her, her husband, said, yeah. yeah, committed suicide. My mom swears that my name was Corey, and that she had me. And looked at me and called me Corey, and my dad changed the name on the document, the legal document, and so thus, I, it's all my dad, and the only reason my name is Toby is because my dad. Now, the only thing about that is, my dad never would do that. Like, I, and, <laughs> it, I mean, 
he would he would choose the like. In fact, when we said we were going to name our daughter Ruby, he was like, "Nah, you got to name her Kelly Nicole." <laughs> I mean, he, did, like, <laughs> he came up with that name. Like he does he does not think so. I don't. I mean, I still don't know the truth about how in the world the name Toby came about because it is a bizarre name back then. Like it didn't even like. In fact, uh, there was a TV show called Roots, and one of the main characters was named Toby. But it was about slavery and all this stuff. And I just I, I'm still that was the most popular. That that is where that name was heard the most. Mm-hmm. But growing up in time. Greer, South Carolina, Florence at the time, South Carolina, I, I don't know why my parents even named me that at all. Like, well, I, it's I, nice I don't even to have know. a unique name. I mean, mine stinks. I'm sure right. the other Matt Carter feels the same way. He's a pastor at Austin Stone Church, by the way, and he's a very cool guy. Good. I mean, you know, no, I, I think he's I think he's cool. Look, she, she should come on the podcast sometime. It'd be fun to. Talk. Yeah, my last name saves me because my first statement. name's Joseph and my middle name's Michael. Do you know how many Joseph Michaels there That's are terrible. in this world? It's just awful. But Svensson, hell yeah. Yep, Except in Norway. In Norway, I'm just a dime a dozen. Yeah, Matt, your your name might as it well sucks. be like John Smith. I know, right? It sucks. It's this stupid. Man, that's crazy. Apparently, I'm sorry. Well, stupid. Well, if y'all don't mind, it might be that time again for me. But I've been—it's been brewing now for weeks, maybe. Wait, it's your time of the month? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, basically, I do have a time of the month. Um, every, you know what's funny is you say that back in the day, like you know how you, you know how like I'm going Chris Farley here, Joe. You know how like you have like depression. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Remember? Remember? Like when you had? I used to have what I think of as depression, but it would literally only happen. One day a month, <laughs> and, I, I, and I thought like some maybe like if I, I, it was the craziest thing. There'd be one day where like I just didn't want to get out of bed, and nothing felt like it. Ma- I was like in a dark, dark place, and I would like just smoke cigarettes and just feel horrible. And it would just last for one day. I don't know why that used to, and then it just kind of went away. I don't know. It was just a bizarre thing. I would call it like my. I would literally call it my time of the month. It would happen just <laughs> like one day. It was my time of the month. But we're not what talking about you're depressed. We're talking about your anger cycle. Like Toby has an app that tracks it. Like I put, it does his temperature every day and says when was the last time he was super angry. But yeah, there's a cycle to it. It's not 30 days though. It's like 30 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 hours for sure. Um, but I. There are things that make me mad, and if y'all don't mind, I would like to just right, talk about once once again talk about things that are pissing me off right now. Mm-hmm. And, and if y'all go with me another step, I, this is the what I'm calling the bodily discharge edition. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. All right, this is what. Okay, this makes me mad. Okay, I'm a person that needs to go to the restroom pretty frequently, and so I use public restrooms a lot. Uh, and I have a family, you know, and with three kids and a wife. Uh, the thing you wouldn't know this about me, but the, one of the things that makes me just so mad is having to flush other people's pee. I cannot stand it. It infuriates me. And I know this makes me sound elitist or maybe a little <laughs> bit weird or crazy, but I I don't know what it is. I don't feel comfortable and and just can't pee in somebody else's pee. Like you know, how you're supposed to be, if it's yellow, <laughs> yellow let mean. it mellow. Funny, yeah. If it's if it's yellow, let it mellow. I can't stand it. I don't know what it is. It grosses me out to think of my urine mixing with some person I don't know's pee. Like like there's this gross or bad. I know it's my it's the bad stuff out of my body, but I just hate that I have to do that. And I always flush the toilet. 
and I, it, and it can't be, it's not good for conservation it's not good i know it's probably even <laughs> dumb and silly it's both just waste, but I hate the idea of that. Like, I cannot well, pee in somebody else's pee. But you know that when, like, if the person goes in front of you and flushes, and then you come along and flush, you know that it just goes down the same tube and mixes with another hundreds of thousands of other <laughs> but people's But you don't have pee to see it. Seconds later, right, you don't, don't have, have to see, see it. it. I feel like I'm giving my pee a, a fighting chance that maybe it won't mix and it can just shoot out into the ocean and like just live a good life out there. Hey, Which I, is funny. I... I it's funny, I, like what do, what do they call that when you think of uh, inanimate objects and you make them alive? You know, like that that rock is you give it a name or something. Anthropomorphize. Yes, I do that the same way as Matt. You always say I'm a little superstitious. I do that <laughs> with with like urine. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're the same way about race. Oh, or, basically, I know how. No, you are. no, <laughs> you just I'm keep not them like pure. Don't my, mix them. I know. No, that's my not true. <laughs> my stomach turns definitely when I pee on someone else's poop. That that just kills me. Oh. Why don't you flush it? I, I don't know. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. How dare you leave a turd? Couldn't you? You can't give common courtesy just to flush. Right. Even even flushing someone else's poop just is disgusting to you me. find it offensive the, yeah. the real bad one is when it's like like that unreal yellow where it's headed towards orange and you're like oh my <laughs> god what is what the fuck is wrong with this person all right this hey is the next hey thing. we'll we'll see you later new new bad christian listeners thanks for listening <laughs> see ya all right go ahead toby this it really does bother me i i am mad that sharding is the most surprised i'll ever be okay now listen uh, like I knew a baby was coming. I saw Jess. I, I, of course, I was happy, but I knew a baby was coming. I knew that presents came from somewhere. I mean, I, maybe maybe Santa Claus built them, but, but that sure is crazy. I saw it at Walmart with my family, but I swear I thought it was a toot. I yeah. was completely shocked, 100%, <laughs> that it was shart. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing. What else could you? Yes, you thought you were going to pass gas, and all of a sudden, there's a turd there. There's nothing. I mean, what what if what else could shock you more? Well, nothing. I mean, you you know, it'd be like if you so if when, you if you burped after you drank a, a sip of beer and shot out vomit, sprayed out of your mouth, yeah, and you had uh, no okay. idea it was coming. I mean, that would be that's not, equal. That's yeah, yeah, be the same thing, right. and that's that would be so horrible. When, Surpri- when does yes, that shock one, turn one, into anger? Like, does it take about five seconds? Like, you're like, oh my gosh, and then all of a sudden, you're like, I can't believe that happened. Yeah, every time I've ever sharted, I immediately started cussing, <laughs> unreal and loud, and people were like, "What are you so mad about?" And then I couldn't tell them. So that's just <laughs> that's just me. I I just hate it though that it's the most surprised I'll ever be. There's nothing like I mean, of course we're all gonna die. Like to, yeah. if, if if we find out tomorrow no that Joey's dead, like that. If I find out tomorrow Joey died in his sleep tonight, I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but <Hey. laughs> if, if I shart when I get the call, I'm shocker, in shock. Yeah. I'm in shock. Hey, listen. If to Toby calls and says, that? "Matt, you're never going to believe this," which right. am I, which am I more surprised? <laughs> Y'all listen to this. Uh, I was at a, at a I was at a Christian conference and I had to do number two so badly. But this was such a huge conference. I kept walking around the Coliseum to find a men's restroom where there wasn't a humongous line and there just wasn't any. So I went outside. And I had the keys to our church van, but I could, y'all know who I am with finding stuff and directions. I could not find it. And I, I mean, I almost started to cry because I was just like, I, I, I'm at a conference with a bunch of pastors. I don't, I can't find our van to go to a public restroom. And so I ended up, I mean, this is such a huge church, huge parking lot. 
and it's so big there's like almost like a wooded area and so i went to the wooded area in a place where i couldn't see anyone so i knew they couldn't see me and i had to take a duke basically in the church parking lot (laughs) you you pooped in the woods of a church parking lot i could what else was i supposed to do so then i have to use my underwear as toilet paper and like bury it You know what's so that's a, that's the other thing. That is hilarious. What's crazy about that is that that like you could have gotten a ticket for that. You could have gotten le- in legal trouble for that. There's nothing you because done. that you can't stop pooping. Yeah, right. There, that is that you have to poop. You don't but think you could have gotten a real ticket from a police officer if a police officer would have seen you pull down your pants or pee in public. You can get fined. And who knows what else? You may lose right. your credentials at the conference, too. You know they have that stat yeah. about how... You could get fired from your job if somebody would have taken well, a picture look, of it's you a very, shitting. It's a very yeah, Stephen underreported was stat. probably leading that <laughs> the worship at that conference. Because <laughs> you, you know they have the, the stat that you hear all the time about porn consumption at hotels during pastor conferences. But shit right, in the parking right. lot, that one's out, out through the roof. It's a real problem. No, no. <laughs> when, you know, you get a lot of pastors together, shit everywhere in the parking lot. It happens every time. That's right. All right. Well, Moving Toby, on. before you before you finish your list, I think Matt has something that he wants to tell all of our beautiful listeners. Yeah, I do. Creation. I do. I wanted to tell you guys about Casper. Casper is the mattress that I sleep on, and you guys know it, and most of the listeners know it because we've been saying it for a long time, and that's because it's true, and because a lot of our listeners have gotten Casper mattresses, so it's obviously working for them, and I like that when the sponsorship works that way. Casper create an outrageously comfortable mattress and sells it directly to consumers so it's eliminated the commission-driven inflated prices and the award-winning sleep surface was developed in-house has a sleek design and is delivered in this like box it's hard to describe but it's it's not tiny but it's really small you can pick it up one hand carry it upstairs pop the thing open and the mattress just expands and it's beautiful comfortable i sleep great on it in the summer i stay cool on it uh they they had they spent thousands of hours developing this thing and it combines supportive memory foams and a springy comfort layer for a sleep surface that's got just the right sink and just the right bounce so they offer free delivery and free returns with a hundred night risk-free trial so if you don't love it they'll just come get it and pick it up and they'll refund you everything about it buying a casper is easy order online it's delivered to your door in a compact box free shipping and free returns. It's available in the U.S., Canada, and now the U.K. And I know we got a lot of listeners in the U.K. So you spend so much time on your mattress, you know, like a third of your life. So it's important to sleep good. And that's why they give you 100 nights to try it out. So you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash bcpod and then use the promo code bcpod at checkout that's casper.com slash bcpod promo code bcpod terms and conditions apply all right what are we going to do next i no, i got two more things i'm pissed off about okay hit it joey joey stopped me right in the middle got it casper's important man casper is very important because sleeping is important well you know what i'm mad about so watch your damn mouth matt i don't i don't think we're allowed to say but how much improved Matt's sex life has become because of Casper. We but we can't even talk about that. We're not allowed to talk about it. How amazing mm-hmm. sex is for you now, Matt. It's not it's not in the ad copy. I know. I don't know but I mean <laughs> I just see the smile on your face and you, I know. You, and you know, yeah. I, you can hear it in my I voice. Just, I know. I just know. Okay. 
Moving on still with the bodily discharge edition. This, I, I, this is kind of part discharge not. But people, people think that snot is gross. You know, when you see somebody blow their nose in public or uh, you see it, you know, sometimes right. people are or always the, snotting or whatever. Or the but, clearing your snot from your throat. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, oh, exact, exactly, right? But here's what is massively, disgustingly, petrifyingly makes me just lose my mind. Think about all the snot that's just right under the skin on their <laughs> cheeks in underneath their eyebrows or forehead whatever like there's pools all in there. of snot just right under somebody's face like you know <laughs> you know you see a pretty girl that you like you're on a date with or a pretty uh, pretty guy and you want to kiss them or whatever but if they have any snot it's just, it's just right, right there. there under i mean it's <laughs> just pulled under and that's way way gross like getting it out actually means it's not there anymore mm-hmm. that's the that's actually more sanitary and better can you imagine how like if you didn't have the skin there the epidermis so what you need is it, a, it would be uh, horrific you need a camera like the thermal or infrared cameras that show hot you know spots or black light right. cameras that show stuff you need a, a camera that shows the snot concentrations and locations through a body scan it would one hundred percent. Well, here's what's really gross. Thank God it, that we have a nose and it comes out our nose. Like, imagine if snot could just secrete from your cheeks, your uh, eyebrows, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It would. It would be the most disgusting thing in the whole world if around allergy time, all unreal snot was just pouring out of your face yep, it, all the time. That's true. All right, let's do another one. Okay, now that's crazy one, that that pisses you off. That that's, uh, that's crazy. no, well, yeah, you got I an guess anger I, problem. I, well, I kind of threw that in there. It pisses me off and it really grosses me out to think that. Like, because I'm always grossed out by people's snot rags and stuff like that. But they're holding snot. They're just standing there looking at you, holding snot behind their cheeks in their face. That's just awful. All right, last one. Now this one, y'all. I don't know if y'all can go with me. I, I think Joey won't go with me. Matt, I might win you over on this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Think about finances. Think about like just you know uh, being uh, eco conscious, green, all that stuff. Think about this. I can't believe that we don't use sweat to flavor our foods. <laughs> now, now, hear, now, hear, now, hear me out. Everybody's totally fine with a baby drinking milk out of a teat, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a tiny helpless newborn. Drinking ninety-eight degree milk, <laughs> right? You're totally okay with yep. that, but somebody would be grossed out if I put a little of my sweat on my salad, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, what? Th- there is no reason for that. I, and I was really thinking about. It. I was like, man, because I was working out the other day and sweat got into my mouth. I was like, man, that's so salty. I was like, holy shit, I could save a shitload of money here. Oh. I'm, I mean, it's a just like of money, yeah. Just, like your salt. Just, like if, if you, you look at your budget, I mean, the salt alone right. is like a big. The line salt item. alone. <laughs> yeah. The right. salt alone. You have a I budget mean, item for salt. <laughs> right. So. That, so it's like it's at hey, least honey, a we're a little a over year. Uh, the, uh, honey, we're least. a little over budget and and salt. The, the <laughs> average human, the average human has over two point five million sweat glands, and people are living in poverty. And you're telling me that I mean, how much yeah. money does a, a, a mom save with a newborn on milk? Of course, if you can if you can breastfeed, uh, you can save a lot of money. You know, because mm-hmm. formula is expensive and all that stuff. I, all I'm saying is. I, and so I, I did a little bit of research, and I, w- I was just checking it out. Now, here's the deal. Sweat is mostly made up of water, which so is our bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is nothing gross about that. There are small amounts of the chemical compounds, though. For example, sweat also contains ammonia and urea, which sounds uh, dangerous or whatever. Not that big of a deal, which are produced by the body when it breaks down proteins from the foods you eat. Sweat also contains sugars and salts, which everybody on Earth loves. 
Sugar and salt is probably mm-hmm. two main flavorings on any food right. on Earth, uh, such as sodium chloride and potassium. Mm-hmm. And this explains the salty taste uh, that you get when you taste, uh, you know, sweat in your mouth or something like that. So I'm just saying, why is it so gross if I were to wipe my face and sprinkle that over my house salad? It's not, but but I think people would be really grossed out by that. But my body made something that tastes delicious. Yeah, it does. I mean, the Bible talks uh, about salt. I mean, and I think right. you're missing the bigger if opportunity. If salt loses its saltiness. That's right. I mean, the church trouble. is even called salt of the earth. Yeah. Salt Sweat, is great. Perspiration. So y'all, are y'all agreeing it. with me? Like, yeah. seriously. Like, well, it, but you're missing if, the even bigger opportunity is we need to be working on localized desalinization. So it's actually fresh water for you know, villages and people oh, that water. So not, not only real, the salt, what, you'd have brilliant. salt for them and also desalinized sweat put I, into. I just really, I really know, do think we haven't bottles. studied. Yes. We have not studied our sweat enough and it's something we do. And most, and a lot of people don't even like to sweat. Like we try to do antiperspirant deodorant mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. I think sweat is one of the least used resources on <laughs> earth. And, and if you make me feel shame from using my salt to, to put up the salt I made, well, I mean, you're right. Biblically, you're exactly right. Let me if give a, you a conspiracy salt theory. Saltiness, you're in trouble. Let me give you a conspiracy theory, okay. and then we'll have Nate Henry on, and we can ask him because he's into conspiracy theories. But okay. I believe that the only reason that we haven't solved that problem and utilized salt, because you know, think what it would do for the economy if people didn't have to spend all this money on salt that they could put toward other stuff. Obviously, it's a huge line item, like you said, but it's big right. salt. Morton's and the lobbies Big salt. are, oh, are yes. squashing the research the to be man, done on it. Right? The salt man. Yeah, they have propaganda out there to make salt and sweat yep. seem disgusting, and they they lobby in Washington. Right. It's, it's mainly Morton's that, that, that's Matt, behind 100%. And Matt, let me ask you one last question. You play in Emory, mm-hmm. and after a super hot, sweaty show, you're covered in sweat. You take your shirt off, hang it up. The next day, you walk back, pick up your, you see your shirt. What's on it? Well, there's some salt Light. on it, yeah. There's white That's stripes right. where the where your sweat yep. is dried, and that is salt. Yep, you could That's how you put get it, it right on your put it right on your sandwich, put it right, right on, on your chicken, whatever you're doing, and you would save money. I mean, In seriously, theory, you yes. would save money. That's true. So I'm doing it. Yep. If you see me wipe my brow, sprinkle that wa- over my salad. If you make fun of me, I think you're you're shaming me. You're <laughs> you're food shaming me, and I and that shit pisses me off. Yep. Well, so there you go. We've got what is there? Some poop in there. Some. So pee-pee. y'all both agree. Y'all both yeah, agree, agree with, with me. You. We got salt and we got on snot. every point. Yeah. So I'm with you on the poop, the, all that stuff. And I, I just want to say for the record one more time, my name is Matt Carter. I am the pastor of Austin Stone Church. I will deny <laughs> it if you come to me in person, but this is me. This is me. I am your pastor. This is me. So I'll deny it if you ask me on Twitter or in person, but I'm telling you right now, I'm the same guy that says all this shit and does that. Just so, just for the record, yeah. There's, yeah. O- there's only one Matt Carter. I'm both of them, and you. We're yeah, the same. Yeah. Yep. You're doing yep. an experiment. It was a, it was a thing for a while to see if I could split it off and be a pastor and do this podcast. But no, it's just one. It's just me. Anything you've ever heard me say, I am that man. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Okay. All right. Well, let's bring on old Nate Henry. No, we're not bringing on Nate Henry. That's not not. what we're doing. We're gonna. We wanted to run this show into the gutter, and then to redeem it, we're gonna do something a little bit more productive for the world. Hell yeah! That is, we're gonna talk to somebody about relief and charity and philanthropy in Houston because of the floods. And when I say that, I'm I'm being serious. Uh, We have uh, Joey. Tell us who this guy is that, that that's coming on here. 
Well, his name is Gret, and he is actually the founder of Donorcy, which I'd like for him to explain it, but I'll just say it's definitely an interesting way of giving money to charity. It's it's just so cool. I mean, technology is just awesome, how it opens up uh, more doors with, with how you give and just... It just makes it neat. So, uh, is he on right now? He's, he's dialing up right now. Gret, tell me when you can hear us. I can hear you guys. Sounds it's good. Gret looks good. Glier, Thank you for right? Us. Is that how you say your last name, Glier? Yeah, that's it. Awesome, dude. I just think Donorcy is so cool. How long have you been doing it? But uh, right after after you answer that question, tell tell our folks what makes it so unique and special. Sure. So I guess we we launched about eleven months ago, and we you know we were in development before then for maybe six or seven months. So we spent a lot of time building the app and thinking about what we want it to look like and behave and stuff. And then we launched it, and that was about eleven months ago. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. So donors see on a very in a very practical uh, level is it's a way for donors to see where their money go when they donate. So the very simple example is let's say there's a girl in India who is deaf and she needs hearing aids, and you as the donor want to give to her. Most charities you would donate, and a month later you would get an email saying, "Hey, can I have more money?" Well, with Donorcy, uh, you donate to that little girl in India directly, and then a few days later, you get a video of her hearing for the first time. So that's what we do differently. Holy cow. Yeah, that's, that's so good. Cool. I like, was just with, telling uh, my wife yesterday that we really need a lot more development in the private sector on philanthropy because, you know, just like the government's not efficient at anything, I know they do relief efforts, and I'm glad that there's FEMA, and I'm glad they're doing everything they can down in Houston and stuff like that, but... Man, I think people would do a better job if we could do it more with the private sector and do stuff like donor see where people could see what it's doing. And the more we could be active and take ownership of it, it would be better than money getting lost in the bureaucracy and the government and stuff like that. And it's a little more ethical in the long run. If our society can play nice together and people can share, then we don't have to force the government to take money from other people to do other things. It kind of should be on us. We should do a better job of that. So I'm glad to see it. Hey, yeah, so, I totally agree with that. I just wanted to add, like, when, whenever the government gets involved and, and it's the government who's executing on the mm-hmm. aid, what tends to happen is the compassion gets extracted out of the situation because they're just paid employees who are trying to help people. Whereas when it's, mm-hmm. in, when it's in the private sector, there's actually people who care and are putting their heart and soul into mm-hmm. helping. So that's the big difference. Yeah, and doing I mean, through I, government I, and big organizations, you know, the big bureaucracy type stuff, it divorces you from the care. You go, well, they take my taxes for it, and now I'm off the hook. And that's not the right way to think. Even at church, it's not the right way to think. I give money to church, I guess they'll take care of the poor people. That, that's not a good way to think. You're yeah. farming out your your philanthropy there and you shouldn't shouldn't do that you know i'm I'm scrolling through this website and it's almost like a a gofundme on speed i mean you just scroll down and you're like man i really want to support this person or i really want to support these efforts and what's so cool too is anyone can do this regardless of how much money i mean i'm looking at uh, uh, a need in Kenya, and it says three hundred forty-four dollars left. Well, someone throws in five dollars, and there's three hundred thirty-nine dollars left. That's awesome! It's just mm-hmm. Super cool. Well, tell us specifically what's going on as far as this stupid storm that's hurt a lot of lives and damaged a lot of property and left a lot of people homeless. 
Yeah, so what we found out about this hurricane over the weekend and uh, immediately, whenever there's like a large disaster, I personally get a lot of messages, hey, what are, what are you doing about that? What is Donor C going to do about that? So we started looking into a bunch of different options. I mean, I, I talked to a, probably about a dozen different people on the ground and I wanted to find what is the most effective way. Like Donor C is always about using your money in the most effective way possible on a per dollar basis. And so we, we were looking into what, what are the different uh, things that are going on right now? What's the most urgent situation? and by far the most urgent situation was the people who are stranded in their houses. Those were the people who, uh, like, we really need to take care of them first before we take care of anyone else. And so there's these guys, the Cajun Navy, who have started to develop a a reputation for themselves, and they're using their personal boats, their personal gasoline, their personal time to go and rescue uh, the people stranded in their houses. I mean, they're they're connecting with each each other on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. So what what the Donorcy Project was intended to do was to to provide gasoline for these members of the Cajun Navy so that they can uh, go rescue the people. So it's actually pretty cool. The the project's been up for a few days now. We've raised several thousand dollars and the money that was donated the first couple days has already been used to to pay for rescue efforts mm-hmm. that have already happened. Like people have actually been saved because of this project that happened on on Donorcy and it, and they're cont- and it's continuing to happen. That's really good. Does, does, is your life always like sad? <laughs> like I, it's tough, like, yeah. I mean, as I mean you can like, imagine I, it's like every single day. But the thing is, like, if you the, we have an app on Donorcy, so if on on the Donorcy app, if you click the the tab all the way on the left hand side, um, that shows you all of the updates that we have on our platform. And it's literally just like this person got hearing for the first time. This person can now see. This no. person got a wheelchair. So it's it's both. Like it's both very like troubling to see all of the the need in the world, but it's very rewarding to see all of the things that people are doing about it. That's super the thing cool, that, that, man. The, the thing that always hits me too, though, is like, like you have this real desire to help people, and then it, it must, it really must be like you're right in the middle where you see people being helped, but you know so much more could be done. Like, do you have to war with inside yourself? Like, man, if I could just get everybody to do this, it, the world oh, would totally. be so much better of a place. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't planning on talking about this specifically, but one of the things that's always like troubling is we have this massive hurricane down in Houston. I think. Uh, uh, upward a dozen, maybe more people have passed away, sadly, because of it. And at the same time, like one of the things people don't realize that this, at this exact same time, there was a massive flooding in India, Bangladesh, um, and uh, over a thousand people have died. Exact same time, Gosh. but it's just kind of like, you know, where do you give your attention? Where do you put your effort? Right. So yeah, you try, no I try and do everything, but yeah, it's, it's tough. Hey, Rit, last question. Uh, it's, it's very self-explanatory how you bring in people to help with the needs, but how do you get connected with the actual needs? So I spent three years living in Malawi, Africa. And when you spend any amount of time doing humanitarian aid work, you start connecting with other people. And then I also spent a year working with the World Race, which is an organization uh, that basically, like, sends short-term, goes on short-term mission trips around the world, 11 countries in 11 months. So between those two things, I just have, like, thousands and thousands of contacts that I can at any one time uh, get connected to. Very cool. Hey, we're going to steer our folks over to your website, man. Thank you so much, and thanks for what you're doing. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, thanks yep. for having me, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, dude. We'll have you back. All right, bye. Okie doke. So let me tell you all specifically what we're going to do here. Um, we're going to donate some money to Relief in Houston. We'll use Donor C to do it and give the funds through them. So first of all, go on that site and give 
money to people that you can help with their hearing or flood victims in India and all that stuff. But specifically, we're going to give some money to Houston Relief there through this. And here is the idea we just came up with. I think, Toby, you may have even missed it while you're in the bathroom if you don't know the details. But Joey and I decided... um, and so you're already outvoted if you disagree. But we're going to take everybody for the next month, or the month of September, that gives, uh, that joins the BC Club. We're going to take all that money from the people that join and give all of that, and then we're going to double match that amount also. So if we get, a, you know, a thousand dollars there, we'll give all of that thousand and another two thousand of our personal money and double match people that join the bc club for that month and we'll go so far as to say no guilt about it if you just want to give join the club for the month if you've been thinking about it fine you can cancel after the month i don't it will never it won't benefit us at all but if you want to do that your money will be double matched and i do think maybe people will like people have been on the fence about whether or not they want to join the club maybe they'll go oh yeah i'm glad to be in here but no sweat either way we'll we'll donate some and we'll donate some for you on your behalf sound good and it's Yep, that's awesome. And it's DonorC.com, D-O-N-O-R-S-E-E.com. Super neat. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that may, you know, that's uh, that's the best we can come up with for right now. I know there's a lot of stuff there, and we'll go ahead. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's over a month of time, and I know they need some money now. So the rest of you, don't join the BC Club. Just go ahead and give some money right away. Let's go Toby, do you, Toby, do you agree? Yeah, I'm just mad once again that I had bodily excretion and I missed out on it. <laughs> if you disagreed, you would have never said it right there. Yeah, hey, hey, put guys, him in a bad spot. All he guys, said I was, wish I would have talked to me first. Only double it. Oh, please, let's triple. It's quadruple. That's all he could say. Do you yeah, not realize that my kids are eating on board. rice? <laughs> hey, the Houston stuff's crazy too because Emory's going to be there. I'm doing a true man there. Yeah. Uh, if it, it and and I just want to put this out there too. I uh, with True Man, if you're in Houston and you want to come and get away from like the the tragedy devastation, just take a break. Email me, Toby Bad Christian. We we can make that happen. I I just want dudes to be able to uh, have a good night, and I know everything is crazy in Houston. So hit me up and let me know. True Man's going to be a good night for sure. So hey, br- briefly tell me what happened with Joel Osteen. Like uh, it seems like he's getting a lot of flack for something that I, I mean, was he seriously not going to open the doors, or was he just not fast enough for people? Nah, it's just an overblown. Well, why don't thing, we Why don't I we think. bring on our, our good friend Nate Henry and talk about that though? Because yeah, I have a lot I want to say about it. And so while you're doing that, can I can I tell a little bit about what at least one good thing in my life that's yep. going on? Do that. I'll pull Nate up. It's Blue Apron, folks. Uh, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. And I'm just going to be honest. Blue Apron really delivers better to me. I'm just talking about Toby Morrell here. Better than restaurant quality food. And you don't have to tip. You don't have to drive and use your gas to get there. You actually end up saving money, in my opinion, uh, because Blue Apron tastes so good and so much better. And it's just fun for the whole family. I mean, the food is incredible. And I've said this every single time we've ever done an ad for Blue Apron. I think I've said it almost every time. The vegetables, the food it, are, are just maybe like some of my favorite in the world. Like the vegetables taste so good. I'm getting to try vegetables that I've never even tried before. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. People like me, I don't know how to cook, but I'm able, while my wife's working, I'm able to make killer meals and we don't have to leave the house and spend more money. Like it's just amazing. 
Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. And as a result... Everything is better. Seafood is sourced sustainably. Beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals, and produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. And let me tell you about a few of the featured upcoming meals. Summer vegetable and egg paninis with Calabrian chili mayonnaise and caprese salad. Now, if you noticed, I stumbled over saying some of those things because I grew up in Greer, South Carolina. I never had food like this. Soy glazed pork and rice cakes with bok choy and marinated green beans. I'm telling you, before Blue Apron, I thought those things were were just scary, and now I realize, holy crap, those things taste amazing. Blue Apron makes food taste amazing and fun for your family. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash badchristian. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash badchristian. Blue Apron, it's a better way to cook. Very good on that, Toby. All right, and we're dialing Nate up now, and he's an accomplished podcaster, so I expect nothing other than perfect audio and, you know, for this perfect video, perfect audio. He's got a microphone. Nate, can you hear us? Hell yeah. Right. Hey, on. Nate, oh. you, you, Nate, you have two first names. <laughs> I got three. Well, what's your you middle name? three Fred? first names? Samuel. That's so cool. I've got three first names, says Nate wow. Samuel Henry. How you doing, man? Good. How are you guys all doing? Oh, pretty good. good. We're just about to talk about Joel Osteen and him being stingy with his building. I think maybe he's getting a little too much flack from all that yep. stuff, but I'm not educated on it. Toby, do you well, know more about it? Yeah, well, I wanted to wait for Nate because his family tithes to jo- Joel Osteen. That's they where tithe. Yeah. tithe. Money goes. Lots t- of money goes you know what? to One Joel thing that every week. One thing that it does is a little troublesome bothering. It bothers me too. Is like the word tithe. It doesn't. <laughs> it, it 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 seems like it, it avoids money given to this person. Like you know what I mean. Like tithe seems like you're giving it to God. Like the whole idea of tithe does help potentially bad guys get money. I think. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like like sure. it, if the word was just if, if the words were more like just give your money to Joel Osteen. That wouldn't sound as nice or biblical or like uh, bigger, you know, grandioso. Like it, it, you, the word tithe really benefits dudes that could potentially be shady. But yeah, it's kind of like calling kids behaviorally challenged. Right. You, know, you don't want to just say they're bad. Right. Exactly. So here's the th- here's the thing with Joel Osteen. I'm going to try and give everybody. It, it was funny. Several people posted about it, and people get mad and write back quickly and this stuff. So there was a giant hurricane and unreal flooding in Houston, and uh, their church, I think it's called Lakewood, did not open its doors. Right. And so people started saying, like, "What are you doing?" I mean, people are being displaced and all over the place. And so uh, I. My initial response was, well, of course. I mean, I mean, Joel Osteen is rich. I mean, he is rich. I don't care. You, you can't deny that. I don't care if you think he's the greatest guy in the world. He is rich. I mean, his house, his everything about his lifestyle is extremely rich. And, and like I even said in the last podcast, it's hard for a person who is rich to get through the eye of a needle. It'd be easier for a camel to get through an eye of a needle than a rich person to get into heaven. But Joel Osteen is rich. A lot of pastors are rich. And so 
All the thing that bothered me was their response was super slow. And then after the media said, "Hey, some people have been turned away and sent to other shelters," uh, that Lakewood has not opened its doors. All of a sudden, they're a, a center for delivering food and sheltering mm-hmm. people from the storm. So that did not happen before that. And then they show all these pictures uh, saying, uh, "Oh, the church was flooded and we were worried," but. Several years ago, the church flooded, and they built a flood wall to stop that from happening. And if you read the the uh, the text from uh, you know in the interviews and stuff, it says we were the flood wall never it never came over the flood wall. So any flooding that happened happened in the the parking garage. And I, I still have yet to really see anything inside the church like the sanctuary or the balconies. Any kind of flooding in there, and they have over 30,000 people a weekend, and some people were saying, yeah, but do you understand what it's like to house people? I mean, they, they might not even have enough toilet paper or toilets or whatever. I was like, 30,000 people come a weekend, and you can't fit 100? The you best can't fit 100? How about 100 people in, in Joel Osteen's massive home? All I'm saying is, if this is the one moment where a pastor gets to go, no matter what, it doesn't matter about money, insurance, fear, anything. We're going to house these people, and that's more important. Jesus can feed 5,000 people, but we're worried about uh, insurance, uh, liability? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me, and people are defending him, but I, I just I just hate it that if you call out a pastor, everybody's like, hey, no, I might not agree with, pa- with Joel Osteen's sermons, but I think he kind of, no. No, they didn't do the right thing. Do you know what I mean? There were mosques. Yeah, there I were think the, furniture stores opening up their doors to let people in. Nate, thanks for the, coming on. I'm sorry we're out of time, but yeah. appreciate yeah, you thank you, Nate. Us. See you guys later. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Um, sorry, Nate. Yeah, go the, ahead. Best, the best tweet I saw was uh, Lakewood Church was only built to shelter taxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the best tweet I saw on that. Well, but, it, yeah, there was there were mosques opening their doors. Did you see that? And then right. they were interviewed, and they said we didn't. It, Houston didn't have to ask us to open our doors. They were just open. So, of course. I think Joel Osteen should have gone on the air and said, I apologize. We fucked up. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And of even use that language. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everyone would have been like, okay. Yeah, that, great. that's a weird thing that where we're at right now with that. Because, okay, first of all, it's obvious that there's bad stories and people are like, somebody figured out, ooh, we can make this a big deal. Like, Somebody figured out it would be a good media story to say, oh, isn't that where Joel, oh, I bet he didn't, you know, somebody goes digging and tries to make that story, and I think it's overblown. I don't think he's insensitive or doesn't care. He certainly missed an opportunity to do better. I think he tried to fix it. You'll never know if it's a PR stunt, but what? everything okay, would be Matt, better wait, wait, if wait, you just, just said stop sorry. right there. Why, why would you say that? I don't know, because I don't why know Why would you think he would? you don't know either. No, but why would, you, why would you immediately assume, say, I don't think he's insensitive. I don't think he's a bad guy. It, I don't think he, like, uh, that's what, uh, all I'm saying is, we don't ever give anybody the benefit of the doubt. You don't give anybody else the benefit of the doubt, but all of a sudden, Jolie Osteen gets it. Like, no, what if he literally was like, hey, we're just not going to open up our doors? I mean, it could it, Yeah, I don't just know. Just as much as, as he's not a terrible guy, there's a chance, at least, that he might be pretty shady, right? Yeah, but I'm saying even if you're shady, you've messed up if you don't understand that this has come. Like, what he made a mistake one way or the other, but it's not as if he, he never didn't. said he made a mistake. Well, I agree. That's, yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. I, no matter what, all he needs to do is apologize. That's the thing that people don't do is say that they're wrong. So clearly he knew there was a flood. Clearly he knew he had money. Clearly he knew there would be some scrutiny on how he handled it. Like, of course, all those things crossed his right. mind. He handled it poorly. At minimum, he might be here's, a terrible here's a real Person, but though, at guys. minimum, he handled it poorly and should have apologized, and that would have diffused it's, a lot of it. 
It's really hard to get cell phone service. I sure would like to hear from Nate. It's really hard to get cell phone service in a 10,000 square foot house. Mm -hmm. That's true. That is true. They couldn't get a hold of them, you know? (laughs) Well, look. (laughs) Hey, open the doors. What? I can't hear you. So, I mean, when you're in your 10,000 foot uh, hurricane bunker, it's hard (laughs) to get service. (laughs) All right. So, so I'm obviously this is from a, a. uninformed position but is there any chance that they could have been preparing it to let people in or you or it's pretty much okay. a fact okay that they had let me no ask plans you. until okay. i i can't answer that question but at what point did do, do, do people know a hurricane's coming one minute before <laughs> one day one week i mean like you know a hurricane's coming and every piece of news is about a hurricane coming and then it might be real bad and you can't plan for that. I mean, yeah. the one thing, uh, like, he, he, okay, I looked up. He said Houston did not ask us to be a shelter, right? He Houston. He didn't talk about God, yeah, <laughs> or his calling. I looked up the definition of shelter. The first thing that came up, the first def- definition of shelter that came up is a place giving temporary protection from bad weather or danger. <laughs> no, Houston did Houston didn't ask us to do that. That's pretty funny. I, I'm I'm just I'm baffled by why we would give somebody the benefit of the doubt and allow this to happen. Like like somehow he's a saint. Oh, you know what? Yeah, it was real bad. No. I mean, any he he's even pivoted and ch- changed things. They said we were always open. Well, now Houston didn't ask us to be this. All, all I'm saying is I, here's what makes me really sad. I'm worse than Joel Osteen. He's probably a better person. I, he's probably helping Houston. He is helping Houston at this moment way more than I ever could. So, I, I, I mean, I'll give the guy credit for that. Their church is open. They're sheltering people. They're doing all this stuff. But why all of a sudden are they able to shelter people and not? And people are talking about insurance and all this stuff. But then you expect me to believe that in God that does miracles and all this stuff, but he can't let people come sit on the balcony at Lakewood Church? Like, yeah. what? Why would you ask well, me to believe in a God to create that could do miracles and feed five thousand and bring people back from the dead and all this stuff? But He can't keep us from a, a lawsuit where somebody slipped in the bathroom. What yeah. the hell? Is, what 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 is that? <laughs> yeah, he's an obvious thing target. I've ever heard. I'm just saying, if I run it through the bias filter, he's an obvious target, and there's no way not to. You know, of course he's gonna. He, he's already he's already made the mistakes of being rich and slick and powerful and good at fundraising and having all those facilities. So regardless of what he was gonna do in this, probably any misstep would be large. You know, is a very easy target that people the media you know likes to overblow stuff and people like to be outraged and people like to hate. So he's probably receiving more than his fair share. Is all I'm saying. But yes, no, um, he no, had a great I, opportunity I totally to disagree. nail this. It's, it's 100% no his to. fair share. 100% <laughs> his fair share. There's so much money. There's 30,000 people that walk through the doors every Sunday, and you're telling me that we have to be, uh, you know what, give the guy a break. Uh, he's a multimillionaire. He do, you know what people said, too? He doesn't take money from his church. How in the hell do you know about the guy? <laughs> And just because he takes money from books doesn't mean that's right. Yeah, that's all nonsense. I mean, good Lord. I mean, what in the world? How much money is it, isn't enough for a pastor? I mean, it's just it's blowing my mind that we can't be outraged that the one thing a pastor is supposed to do is help people, and he doesn't, and, hey, let's cut him a break in that moment. I, I, that's all I'm saying. Like it, Everybody always says, hey, pastor's held to a higher standard. You can't be a pastor unless you're held to a higher standard. But then as soon as you're held to a higher standard, give him a break? What the <laughs> hell? 
Come yeah, on. I think I, I think it's hard because everyone knows he lives in a ten million dollar home, and he probably drives fancy cars and he's got all the swagger. So it's like I think Houston's just waiting for their moment to see the guy's character because it already looks yeah, like right. he's it's already not in good. trouble going in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so as soon as he doesn't open his doors, we're like, well, we got to keep this multi million dollar building intact and clean for next Sunday's worship that's service. Right. You know, uh, the whole city's going to blast him. Yeah, so. What they should have done is just open the doors right away from the beginning. And I think that's what Joel doesn't realize is he's got to go out of his way to make up for the fact that he lives in a $10 million home. So he's got to, like, do everything he can to keep his reputation from being that guy. But he – I don't think he realizes that. Yeah, he had opportunities know? to nail it, like, right? Like, you knew the hurricane was coming, to Toby's point. You could have nailed this. Like, you could have had something preemptively ready. Even if, it, even if that's just shady, preemptive – you know, image management. You could have. It was an opportunity, a missed opportunity, if nothing else. Um, Nate, what totally. do you think about that joke about tax shelters and churches? And Joe, you tweeted something about churches being tax shelters the other day. I thought it was interesting. Can you pull that up? But Nate, what are your thoughts on churches having the tax exempt status? I don't know. I mean, I, I obviously don't work for a church, so I'm not. I don't understand. Um, I'm sure it goes back to some sort of law or some reason that they did that. Um, but for me. You know, it, it, I think at this point, it's probably getting to the point where there's so much money's coming in, there should be, I don't know, the government's obviously broke, but it's, it's, it seems like it's probably a little outdated, antiquated. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, we, uh, I, I was investigating this because we're actually um, seeking nonprofit status with our house church, and the lawyer is encouraging us to just make it a church, so we're we're actually researching this. And I just could not believe how abrasive this was. I looked up, do churches need to file a 990? That doesn't even matter what a 990 is. But the answer, it was, most tax-exempt organizations are required to file the IRS from 990, an information return that is open to the public. However, churches, listen to what they're exempt from. This is from the IRS, by the way. Yeah, so... Churches are exempt from filing the Form 990 and need not disclose any financial information to the IRS, to the public, or their donors. <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable, so, really. I, I just, mean, that's truly I just, unbelievable. I just tweeted that, and I said the church's middle finger, ha-ha. But I, admit, it's maybe just, this goes back to how, you know— persecuted the church was when we came over here though right you know they probably wanted sure. to have some really right. crazy laws to say that the government can't step in and shut you down you know right but here's what's crazy about this is this is what's just so insane so people please use just help me let me help you with just a little bit of logic for a second here so i'll go ahead and grant that there are great churches that do great things with lots of money they give and i don't like the government i don't want them to get any money either i ain't my my team but if you just simply let everybody know that Thing, that if you are considered a religious organization or church, you need not disclose any financial anything to anybody, including the people that give it to you. Okay. Okay. So let's just even go so far as to say every true Christian church does a great job with this tax loophole. It's still a massive problem because you could only expect 88% of the people using it are just using it for a tax shelter that aren't genuine in the first place. All that would ever do is attract every manner of scammer that could ever live. It's the best scam of all time that you've just opened the door for. So even if all real Christians that know Jesus do it right, you're still 
massively harming people and inviting all kind of shysters out there to screw everybody over and look like the churches that you care about. It's a disaster. It's a disaster of an idea. Here's what's funny about it is 150 pastors will get together and put together a Nashville statement, Mm -hmm. but they won't put together a Nashville financial statement. No, of course not. But I'm not even blaming (laughs) the churches. I'm just saying, okay, for instance, Scientology is, is a church, okay? Scientology doesn't have, they can get unlimited millions of dollars of donation and property, and they don't have to disclose anything to anybody. Is that good? Is there any reason that that should happen? Now, the only reason, and then when Christians go and go, yeah, but my church, on the local church level, they're they're making this really drop-in-the-bucket argument, which is, but here, we did this, and we gave back this. First of all, churches are scamming it, too. And the Joel Osteens and these other money preachers and TV preachers are scamming it anyway. Like, of course they are. But even the small churches have, it gives them bad incentive. It gives them incentive not to close. It creates a culture of hiddenness. And even if you're giving me two or three examples of how $100,000 or uh, $1.1 million was used in a good way, then that is, uh, I saw it in a tweet somewhere, but it's like, that's one good apple that fell off of a tree when there's thousands of dead, rotten ones all over the place. So what's the point of that argument? What's the right. point of that argument? It makes no sense. It's not. Yeah, it's not helpful. Yeah, just be. I mean, yeah, I, I hate the government and I hate taxes. Okay, fine, but this is worse than that. I mean, it's taking people's money. Swindler is open the door for all this other bad stuff. It's not good. Like conspiracy uh, theories. Uh, I think maybe. that maybe maybe church <laughs> and and potentially mega church is just the the first and biggest right now or best. Mid-level marketing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, that, that's what it is. It's, it's pyramid. You go, ooh, I have blessing. You need blessing. Buy, spend your tithe. It's not money. It's your tithe. It's what you owe already. To give that 10%, mm-hmm. and then you'll get blessing, and then you can be a blessing to somebody else, mm-hmm. and you can be a blessing, and they'll be a blessing. It, it, it really does feel like that. It's like, a, it's like a real joke. I mean, not. I mean, I don't. Does anybody understand? Like, I just looked it up. I've been I've been looking more and more about Joel Osteen while we've been talking. He lives in a $10.5 million <laughs> home, which boasts six bedrooms, six bathrooms, three elevators, fireplaces, a guest house, a pool house, and he also owns his former home valued at $2.9 million. Now, that's not that crazy because, Joey, yours is about the exact same. But his... <laughs> Somebody gave it to me, though. Okay. That's true. Praise God. Uh, his <laughs> estimated net worth is over $40 million. Joel Osteen, whose book sales and related stuff generated a reported $55 million, claims an individual should not feel guilt for possessing lots of material wealth. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> it, you don't, hey, you know, once you get a lot of wealth, don't feel guilty about it. Yeah, and if your and, church is good and honest, jo- the Joel Osteens and worse, because there's way worse than that, the Joel right. Osteens and worse are siphoning money out of your local community over the internet and on TV to that. So right. I, I know people, I know specific people whose parents give money to out of state to some TV preacher to a, a tax shelter, and you don't yes. you don't want that. You that's not we, right. nobody wants that to happen. So even if your church is yeah. good, fine. The, these other you the, the law that you want, so you pay ten percent less taxes or twenty percent. Honestly, is causing other people to take your congregation's money away from you because they're better at marketing. It's not, right. it's not, it's and, not even and, good for you. Here, here's, the a whole, question, here's a question for you guys. If Jesus spent 60% of his time inside churches and operating in that realm, would you believe in him today? 
Well, I mean, if he was in there, I think he'd be in there flipping them damn tables and moving on to the next one, most likely. But, but I mean, for the most part, it's like he was on a boat, he was in a field, he was yeah. on a mountain, right. right? Right. If he was like, if if those verses said he was in the back pews, he was in the church loft, he was in the building in Rome or whatever, would you right. would that sway your opinion of him and belief in him? I think it would. Yeah. I, that I mean, it's crazy. Like I. I get really frustrated when people go, yeah, but Joel Osteen, he, he doesn't take his $200,000 a year salary. People say he stopped doing that because of his books. But nobody questions that this guy wrote books to, because he said the Lord influenced him and all this. Stuff. He can't give that book away. Wouldn't it be way better if he gave away the book money and took the $200,000? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people? You're going to say he makes $40 million and that's the good thing? Yeah, the Give nice away thing. the $40 million and keep the $200,000. <laughs> what in the hell is wrong with people? That's the good thing? Oh, he doesn't take $200,000 from the church. Holy cow, praise the Lord, Joel Osteen. No! Give away the four hundred, the forty million, and keep the two hundred thousand. Because I guarantee you, you can live off of two hundred thousand dollars a year in America. It just blows my mind. What? Why? Why in the world would people say something so absurd? Because they know one preacher somewhere, and he deserves the money. You know, like it's, well, that's let me, what I'm saying. Let it's me a bad argument. He only takes money from his books. Joey, what do you do with your two hundred thousand? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I actually do want to ask the three of y'all this because I, I was reading some articles on pastoral housing allowance, and for those that don't know exactly what this is basically every single year i tally up all the money that my family is going to spend on household stuff so that's rent that's um that's clean cleaning supplies that's uh internet electricity and all that and basically tally it up for a year and then i submit that to the government and all of that money is not taxed so that turns out to be a pretty sizable amount of extra money that I get and you three guys don't get. And so there's actually uh, an organization that, I mean, they're, they're atheists and they don't hate Christians, but they're like, this is ridiculous and we've got to put a stop to it. So their whole agenda is to you know change those laws. And then you have some pastors with way more integrity than, than I have that are basically saying, yeah, I forfeit that. That's not fair. I need to pay my share. There's a part of me is like, I mean, should should I forfeit it also? But then I'm like, I mean, that's the system we live in. Why would I? Why would I forfeit that money? So, what what do y'all think when it comes to Joey Spencer? If y'all were in my shoes, would y'all take the admirable route and say, I, yeah, I would I'm go the Joel Osteen way. I mean, the government didn't ask you, right? <laughs> right? Don't, don't uh, talk to God about it. No, Look, I, I mean, here's what I'll say. I don't, I don't mind that churches get tax breaks. I think that churches do a lot of good. But this is why stuff like this bothers me is when tax I think, wait a minute. different than not having to file or disclose to anybody. That's oh, why yes, tax yes. break, great. But, yeah, I, but I the reason you. why you do that is because you trust, you're supposed to, supposedly, these right. people are doing the yeah. work of the Lord, and you sh- you can trust them, and they're using the money wisely to help people outside of the government. I'm exactly like you, Matt. I do not agree that, I, w- I don't want the government to get more money and foolishly spend it. Right. I don't, but the thing, and I-, I do believe that people that go to Joel Osteen's church are getting something out of it, even if it's just entertainment value. Okay. I mean, they get childcare and a nice, comfy arena to sit in, and a, gr- a hell of a speaker. Well, th- I mean, the dude's an amazing speaker, but I'm just blown away that we would just think, we would give somebody like the benefit of the doubt okay. like this it's just this is easy this is why politics don't work and the government is stupid and whatever this would be easy why don't you just get a referendum going and don't you th- how many people you think would vote for this 
churches get a 100% tax break. They pay no taxes, but they have to file and disclose, and you can see it. Right. How about that? What, what, who would vote what, against that? Right. Who would not want that? Like, uh, uh, the pastors, you, what, you can have all... You, well, you never have Joey's to pay the government a dime. Right I see him. All you have to do is simply... Be 100% transparent with your finances, which would cause giving to be stewarded well. It would cause incentive, and they would have to do really Matt. good shit with the money if they wanted to get more. And it would put the incentives in the right place. But that's what I'm saying, That's though, all you got to do. The, Don't even take taxes from them. Just make them disclose. Like, <laughs> when you are a pastor, you know, you are so motivated to outline and put it out there exactly where you stand on every theological issue. Yeah. But then you like you, the but then you, exactly. you're so quick to assume this secret transparency when it comes to your finances. Yes. Yeah. Nate, what do you right. think about my position? Should Joey forfeit that, his tax break? I think you are a crook, a liar, <laughs> and you were just, just not as raping. good at it as the others. That's all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Seriously, the, yeah. The For poor sure. people that go to your church in the South who just are ignorant and don't understand anything. <laughs> hey, I'm looking at the... We, we no, kidding. Joey, you know, let the, me let you off the hook, Joey. You, if you think the speed yeah. limit should be lowered, that doesn't mean you had to drive 45. I mean, you know what I mean? That's policy. That's the system. It's fine to operate legally within it, given what it is. And I'm not saying you're the bad guy. We want you to have a break. We, I mean, God knows you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars in the tech industry in Silicon Valley, but you've laid it down to come be a pastor. I don't mind giving you a break. So you in your corner. You would equate it. the same thing as Scientology not disclosing any of their financials. That's nonsense. Yeah, right, everybody, you does, everybody does what you do, Joey. Everybody does it. Everybody writes off everything they and possibly you can. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. should. So and, and nobody and it's all written by rich guys, all these laws, so they can make they don't pay nearly the amount of taxes that right. the average right. guy does. So in so my Matt, mind, yeah. In this system now, take you know everything. Don't pay yeah. any more than you have to. Government's right. so, yeah. so y'all would equate it to like a, a bad call on the NFL field and, and the team that benefited from it. They're not supposed to say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, that's a right. bad call. We don't yeah, want the fifteen that's just, yards." That's, not, that's neither here nor there. No, is what you're yeah. doing is not a, a, an unethical. Well, also, thing. how about this? You make a reasonable salary. That, right. Isn't that fair? Like a, a reasonable salary, nobody is going to be upset about that. That's right. That, that, right. That, that's, that's the thing that I mean. Forty million dollars for a pastor. That just I mean. And I don't they don't have to pay taxes. It, so, Nate, Nate, going back to your point, if Jesus made forty million dollars, you wouldn't think he's as authentic. Yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> you believe wouldn't. In him. Right. Yes, you would go. Well, that was a rich guy, right? And I think that's what rubs a lot of people the wrong way is the people that have the pastors that have these four point five million dollar houses. They don't have to pay taxes on it. Yeah, like, and, that's, and, that's and if they had to pay taxes on yeah, it, it wrong. would it would help out our country. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking at our our show notes. We do have a producer. Her name her name is Reva, and she does a lot more than just produce this podcast. She she does an awesome job. And it says our guest is Nate Henry, and the topics conspiracy theories and Bigfoot. The hell is that? Well, also, uh, well, well, hey, before we even do that, it's Nate Henry from Sherwood, and yeah, they're going on tour. Yeah, Can't let's we talk at least about talk Sherwood. about that yeah, too. Let's do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going on uh, tour, guys. That's going to be fun. Where, where is it at? Do you know? Do you even know? And, and is it tax He has exempt? people that handle that. He just wakes and up you're in getting Tokyo old. Do you have the energy? Do you have the, the, the energy to do this? Nate, I'm here. You are I'm here. Back. Tell yeah. tell us about tell us about Sherwood's tour. So we released a record on MySpace ten years ago. It was our biggest record. 
And uh, we're playing like nine shows in the uh, Midwest. Yep. Why don't you say and the name uh, of the record? I mean, would be helpful. I know you're a, a different podcaster, light. but let's let's get that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the the biggest tour we did on this record was with Reliant K. We did like f- four months with them on this record. It's crazy, long tour. But wow. we're hitting the road. Ten year tour for a different light. Playing in Nashville, St. Louis, Oklahoma City, Lawrence, Kansas, Chicago, Detroit, Akron, and Cincinnati. And you ain't been to those places in forever. Yeah, we haven't played those places in like six or seven years. So, so yeah, and, and so we're doing that uh, too. Jet- Jess and I have been taking over merch for Bad Christian and Emory and Sherwood, and so y'all, I know that y'all have killer shirts and records that y'all are going to be selling. So come out to the show and buy some of those because it's going to be very y'all's merchandise alone is worth worth the ticket. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about touring? Do you feel like at this? I mean, Joel Osteen sucks, but give your money to us. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they won't claim it. <laughs> yeah, we won't claim it because we are a church. Hey, wait a minute! I just realized. That's why Christians say don't claim it. Damn it. Don't claim it to the I thought it was about the Lord. You know, know, like this whole time I thought it was about like bad stuff. Don't claim cancer. Don't claim it. No. If you have money, don't claim claim it. That's what Christians have been trying to tell us this whole time. We didn't know. Good (laughs) Lord. Sorry, Matt, to interrupt you. I love it. Nate, you're, you are. How do you feel about touring at this age? Are you are you especially with not doing it that much? Does it feel like oh crap, is it going to be a whole bunch of work, or is it something like okay, vacation time with the boys? Uh, Been grinding out with kids and all that. So, I mean, I was talking with Aaron Lumsford last night, and and I and we were just like sitting on my back porch laughing about stuff, and and I was just like, man, you know, being in the band just kind of sucks, and we were just laughing about that. Um, At this point, it's fun to do because. Uh, we're bringing this band Motherfolk out, and I think we're playing with all their gear. So we get a little bit less of the stress because they're kind of lugging some of the, the gear around that we get to use. And, and that's the only way we can do it because everyone's in different parts of the country, and there's no way we can like, you know, get together and be a touring band like we used to be. So um, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a split thing. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes it's just like, why are we still doing this? Do you do you three miss the golden age of of your bands like Emory and Sherwood when you were touring nonstop and you know making a bunch of money selling a bunch of merch meeting a bunch of people do y'all, y'all miss that mm-hmm. do you miss your hair every day you, being, yeah, you, same you, same you, you used hair. to have a full a full head of hair do you miss that's, that no it's been such a long time ago it's like when you lose your spouse I mean, after that was like your golden years, age it's okay but, I mean that was your golden age now you're not now you're just an old bald fat dude <laughs> that's, that's I'm almost offended, a, I'm yeah. offended by your question Joey a lot of people <laughs> won't answer that question right because they'll answer with you know I love what I have now my wife is this and my kids are so wonderful and it's hard for me now but you you got to be silly to say that spending your entire 20s traveling the world, um, getting to eat different food and make money and be popular and famous and be hit on by girls if you want to and be able to, you know, sell, make music and be in the studio all the time and hang out with your dude friends with no responsibility. That it, You'd be crazy not to say that that's a extremely special opportunity to have been given and is much more enjoyable on any minute-to-minute basis than, than anything you do when you're 30 or 40 with kids. That's true. Right. That's obviously <laughs> like, true. That doesn't necessarily like, diminish or say you change or, or want to do that again, but you'd be not really telling the truth if you didn't acknowledge that. Yeah, like seriously, I'm in my 20s, and I never cheated on my wife, and so that, that never even came. But anything else 
There were no consequences. That's really yeah. I, <laughs> I, I mean, everything everything was awesome. Like I I woke up on a bus mm-hmm. and did whatever I wanted to all day, and then went just on stage whatever. and played rock music to people that loved it. Thousands, yeah, yep. that just loved it. So yeah, I mean that. That is fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I know other men get to go on the golf trip once every two years for three-day weekend. That's cool, too. You know? I think yeah. it also depends, like, what sort of role you had in your band. Because for me, it was tough because I was, like, singing, and then I was, like, running all the details of the shows, trying to make sure that everything was running smoothly, talking to managers, talking to booking mm-hmm. agents. Because Dan was Coke stressful. was worthless. Yeah. yeah. Dan and Coke you had to deal was... with Dan Coke. But let me give you an argument that Toby often <laughs> makes or feels, which is you didn't have to do that, Nate. You chose to do that. So you must have wanted to be that guy and do those things. So you must have found validation well, even in, in, in that work. And if, if not, then shame on you for making it hard on yourself. Well, I would say that there were times when I didn't want to do them and I didn't do mm-hmm. them. And then all shit hit, hit, hit the fan. And it was Typical like, control I gotta freak. do this. <laughs> well, it was like nothing would get ordered, you know? Like it would be like three days till tour. Did anyone order t shirts? No. Well, great, you know? And just stuff like that. It's just nothing, nothing, no one thought about it. But I think everyone has a gift and everyone has roles. And I was sort of a big picture guy. And Joe, our drummer, was like a mathematics guy. He could sit down and do the taxes in like four hours. He would just do every little you know, number in a spreadsheet, and I couldn't do that to save my life. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about 10 things at once. I couldn't, I couldn't sit there and focus for that long. So it's, you know, everyone has it, their role. It's funny thinking about like just thinking like it is true like no consequences like I was just thinking Matt, do you remember we were on tour? We were the, I think we were the main support, and we just said, we're going to open tonight and go watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like we didn't even we didn't even fulfill our duties and just did it. Like yeah, we, we played spots with the opening band on the tour. With the opening then, band, we were yeah. the main support. We got paid way more than the opening band. If the opening band got paid anything, and we switched with them, played a shortened <laughs> set, and went and drank beer and ate pizza and watched the Super Bowl, and nothing bad happened. No, nothing. And we just <laughs> told people we were going to do. I mean, anything. I mean, nothing ever bad happened. Like it was. Now that you mention it, yeah, God, why can't it's it's over. I'm 41. It's over. That's not true. I'm I'm 41 and still almost still no consequences. We're going with Emory <laughs> in two weeks and, and no, no consequences still. Yeah, we chose the right profession. Joey, your job almost always has consequences. <laughs> like you can't do anything if you do. If you do. If you wait one one minute too long on a hurricane, you are a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one minute. But my job. No con, and, and then I parlayed that into a, a podcast with no consequences. <laughs> yeah, just you can say whatever you want, and you don't even have to travel. You know, <laughs> man, I just I really lucked out. Yeah, now, man, so far God, so this, good. This podcast has really opened up my eyes. I mean, I can't wait till my fifties. What what's coming next? What I can't wait till a new future technology opens up the doors for less consequences than even now. That's pretty amazing. Oh, it's already here. That what that is technology it? is already here. What is it's been it? here since the '60s, man? Alien technology—it's been here. Oh, here we, we know go about it. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, we, we can talk about aliens and any kind of shit you want to for the few minutes we got left. But let me just tell everybody to go see Sherwood. <laughs> go do see Sherwood. Yes. Really good stuff. Um, I saw part of a show in Seattle one time, but then I passed out, so I didn't get to see the whole show. But I wish I had seen the whole show because you were high. Yes, I was high. But don't get high. But do go see Sherwood. Um, 
what do you want to do? Sherwood.com, where are they getting the tickets? Sherwoodmusic.net. All right. So since the last time I've talked to you about your nonsense and conspiracy theories and stuff that you're into, have any of them come true yet? Did anybody find Bigfoot? Is there any new evidence? Or Wait, you, are you ready to hang up all your conspiracy know. theories? People don't know. Nate, really, you, you are a big proponent that, that Bigfoot exists, right? Or at least... The, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you actually believe he exists, and you, I mean, you, you know a lot about it. That's what's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's a lot of... Anything that, anything that I feel that uh, people just will blindly refuse all the information and all the evidence... Because it's a taboo subject, like aliens or Bigfoot, um, mm-hmm. and, and because there's a lot of propaganda that surrounds the subjects, and there's a lot of false news, just like 90% of all that stuff is fake. But because of that, everyone writes off the 10% that's really good. Amen. And that, to me, is such a crime against humanity that we are so black and white on everything that we can't look at the 10% and go, shit, look at that. You know, and that to me is so interesting that more of the psychological denial that comes prepackaged in the human brain versus the belief. So that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So, so are you a person though that immediately? So you fall? Do you find yourself always falling at least in the middle with any kind of conspiracy stuff, like anything? Yeah, like well, let's talk about something like nine eleven, right? Yeah. Oh, you're in Joey's e- neighborhood now. People think it's either or, or it could be. The CIA has been in control since the 60s. There's no way in hell that they didn't know that people were coming. Did they right. use it to their advantage? Probably. And uh, did they make the, the, it seem like, like some, we got attacked so they could further the, 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 the reach of the shadow government? Of course they did. And people, they, they go, there's no way in hell. Some of them would have talked. And it's like, John F. Kennedy tried to talk, and he got shot. So what right. do you want to say about that? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying as far as the... Uh, what, what's interesting about Matt is when it comes to his faith, he doesn't mind being kind of the odd man out because he's in Seattle. A lot of people are just like, Christianity, are you crazy? I mean, <laughs> you know, he doesn't mind standing up for Southern people because they're not yep. all racist. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, right. you know, just basically there's there's so much stuff that he doesn't mind being a minority. Yeah. But then when it comes to science, it's like, Whatever everybody says is definitely definitely the truth. Science Busted, and Matt. research and current events and all that. And I'm like, there's got to be some things where a few people are right, just like back in the olden days when uh, I, I don't know what year it was, but you had a guy that was basically saying, we've got to sterilize stuff in the hospital because there are these things called microorganisms. There's bacteria, and it can kill people. We've got to start being cleaner. And he 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 died a very unhappy man because everybody thought he was crazy, and yet he was the only guy that was right, and now everybody does it. So there's got to be some things that everybody thinks, and they're wrong. Yeah. So, but yeah, what it'll can probably you be do harder, about hardest that? for you, Matt. Yeah, for sure. No, you you probably err on the side of being a more ones and zeros guy. Well, look, I'm just saying that, of course, there's those things that are true. There's somebody who's got something right that, we, that doesn't fit the current paradigm, uh, but... 
in time it will if it's right and there will be evidence and predictions and we don't have any other way to do it because you can't go the other way and say anything anybody says you need to listen to and put equal weight on so the things you're more certain about you have to put more weight on and the things that say well what if an alien what if bill clinton is donald trump and it's an alien mutant transformer well i can't say i can't prove it's not true so how much do we need well, to listen to that I guy think we, here's Here's something I think we all can agree on, and this is something that I think is very important. And this is this 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 covers the subject of Bigfoot. This covers the subject of aliens, and this talk this covers the subject we just talked about: um, tax shelters. Is that you know Dwight Eisenhower said when he was leaving office, he warned us about the industrial military industrial complex, mm-hmm. and he's not talking about the legal military. He's talking about the subversive, underground, secret state that exists, and it actually is the second government that controls a lot that we don't know about. And you say, Matt, I hate the government. Why? Because that exists, and it, it operates under the temporary employees, a.k.a. Congress and the president. Some of these guys have been in there for 30, 40 years, and they're the ones pulling the strings. And it's so classified that they, the government... The, the the legal government rarely has access and control to some of this classified stuff. But you don't and know anything that you just said if it's true or not in any way. <laughs> you just said all that stuff and it Go sounds listen good. To, but then you have no, no idea no, no, if no, any no. of that's true. There are hundreds and hundreds of ex-CIA and ex-NSA mm-hmm. guys that will talk about this stuff. There's dozens of books, dozens yeah, and, of documentaries. But, but the tendency to put a narrative on the people's selfish individual motivations and, and emergent things that happen with power, to put a narrative on that into a conspiracy is where okay, I, I draw the line. Okay, here's a quote from Dwight Eisenhower. Try to disprove this quote from Eisenhower, the president of the United mm-hmm. States. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. I agree with it. I agree with him it, on that. After World War II, the CIA was developed right after, actually, the CIA was developed, and this is the kind of a conspiracy theory, right after Roswell, New Mexico, mm-hmm. when they say the alien spaceship crashed, went to Area 51, disappeared. And there are dudes that were there that are on many documentaries that are like, look, I was there. Uh, this happened 40 years well, ago. I could probably talk about it now, but it exists. Well, Nate, Nate let so. me give you another president's quote, though. All of the women on The Apprentice flirted with me, consciously or unconsciously. That's to be expected. Now you tell me what's the truth. See, I mean, they, if, okay, you don't think, if you don't think that was Donald a presidential Trump is the, quote, if you don't think that Donald Trump's one of the biggest puppets of all time, if you think that guy actually has any power to do anything, you're sorely mistaken. The but that guy is. Right, but that's that's what proves conspiracy to me. Is it true? Because nobody wanted that. Like, if if that's the the problem with conspiracy theories to me is there's always this evil they right. that nobody totally knows who it is. They always say, "Well, it's the government, or it's this this group, or this people." They're subversive. They're underneath. They they're always doing this stuff. Nobody in that power structure thought Donald Trump should be president. You can make up a Every theory person, and they will have one I, of why it benefits somebody in the global bank but, or blah, but I mean, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it doesn't. Like, everybody thinks he's like a dumbass and wants him out and that's, well, like, the fact that he became president almost shows you that, yeah, it's just nobody's in control. No, there's yes. no group that is really pulling the strings The other way. big debunker is. is the Apple needing, that CIA and FBI needing Apple to uh, crack a phone. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So they got Roswell. They got the alien technology. They they have all Manchurian candidates no, 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 and every you're, officer you're, no, in the country. You guys are talking but they need about to go to Apple things. to have them unlock the you, phone. You guys are talking about two different things. 
NSA and the CIA, the reason why Snowden got in trouble is because he leaked documents mm-hmm. from a politically, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a, a legal security structure. The NSA and the CIA, we know about them. I'm talking about the, the, the deep, dark shadow government, deeper than that, that operates underneath it all, that, mm-hmm. that Congress and even the president doesn't have access to. Obama made a joke at the president's dinner, I'm the first president to actually even say that Area 51 exists, and everyone laughed. But he's saying the truth. Bill Clinton, I've read, didn't even look into it because he was afraid of getting assassinated. <laughs> it's that deep. I mean, it's that deep. No, here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. Matt, not nonsense. Matt, you say you say. Well, if 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 these conspiracies were true, where are all these people who have legitimate evidence and opinions? And I would say. All you have to do is go to YouTube where FBI, former CIA, former FBI, yeah. police officers that were at the JFK assassination, all that stuff, and they are saying it, but the vast majority of people are just like, oh, they're just, they're dumb, they're cuckoo. So these people are saying it. It's just that nobody is listening to them. They would have been. To, look, to me, it's like you circular you know reasoning. I have no problem with they would anybody have been killed immediately, that, according to y'all, if they were going to go talk. They would have been no, immediately I, assassinated. Of course, there's. Of course, they're telling a lie are, because anybody telling the truth has been, been killed. So, so most of them have been. Marilyn Monroe sleeping with both Kennedy and his brother knew it way too much. Yeah. She ends up dead. Right. The president ends up dead. Mm-hmm. And the president was trying to give that information out to the people. He was trying to take down the mob. He was trying to take down the banks. And he was trying to to talk about the military-industrial complex. He got his hands into too many pots, ends up dead. Elvis Presley, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, these guys were about to talk, and they're dead now. Mm -hmm. John Lennon. An actress, no matter what, I mean, an actress sleeping with a married president that I don't think... They don't need that a conspiracy for her. Yeah, Monica Lewinsky, <laughs> you that, know, escaped multiple assassination attempts too. Right? Yeah, she's. she's <laughs> Here's the thing. She's it, it, Monica Lewinsky, Mission have, Impossible. Right. She's. She, she's it's Matt. It's, exactly. Okay, Matt. You should let's see talk her about ninja skills. <laughs> there are so many politicians in front of the Senate, in front of Congress, saying, "Guys, twenty-five percent." 25% of the military budget, they have no fucking clue where yeah, it goes. Right. right. Where and does it go? We don't know where Joel uh, Osteen's money is either. That doesn't mean it's anything other than... And, and if there was a leaker inside Joel Osteen's church, he would be uh, eradicated from the church and shunned like Snowden. That's just normal human dynamics. You don't just okay, got- you don't have to. You know, people hold power and they gain more and okay. they're dishonest and they okay. do have conspiracies, but you don't know what the fuck which ones are true and not. Either right. you believe all conspiracies or none or somewhere in the middle. And a lot of people would like to take that middle ground and say, Oh, I just believe some. Which ones? Which ones? The ones you watch the YouTube documentaries on? The ones that are popular? No, no, how no. How do you no, know no. which ones you're gonna believe? It's, or you're gonna believe okay, them all? Here's- it's nonsense. Here's how you here's the thing. Wisdom is the ability to pull truth from a flawed source. All right? So you have to pull out pieces that fit a overall picture and worldview. If you have 150 ex CIA people all saying generally the same thing, it can't you can't just go, well, it's all it's it's just it's just false. Uh, but I'm saying I'm just saying I don't even think that's true. Like you go, well, there you go, not even believing it. What hundred and fifty CIA agents confirm a conspiracy that we're not listening there's to? Plenty that doesn't of, there's exist. Plenty. Well, okay, how about this yeah, it one? Does. Then? It I, I, okay, documentaries. I want to ask you, this one to Nate and Joey, and just to show you that it's just pick and choose, and it's not real. 
So if that's the case, then both of y'all believe that uh, Obama had a fake birth certificate and it was a lie. Like y'all, y'all don't think he was American, right? Because that's a conspiracy. But all of a sudden, yeah, I'm all in on uh, that one. Yep. It, I didn't. Say I mean, I nobody's in. No, you but that's can't what prove I'm it's saying. not like, true. Like, but why not that one? Why would that one be so bizarre? That you, I mean, that that one actually, it wouldn't be the craziest thing I mean, to fake a birth certificate. There's right? a like, big, there's a big difference. I think there's between, probably it makes you feel weird and uncomfortable to say like our, our first black president wasn't an American, so it's easy to get rid of that conspiracy theory. And so that's what I'm saying. Other ones are easier to swallow and kind of fun, but I just don't. I mean, sure, there, there's, there's a big difference between flat Earth and JFK. I mean, there, that's, there's a huge difference. Yeah. 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 Well, let, let me ask I'll, you this, Nate, before that. we let, let you... Let me concede that, though. I'll concede there's a huge difference in JFK and Flat Earth. Flat Earth, I don't even believe, is a real anything. It's, I don't even think anybody actually believes that that's true. I think that's just a game. But uh, JFK, I'll go so far as to say it's very possible that there is more to the story than in the whatever report there is. I don't even like using the term official story. But there's certainly more there that's unknown, but the... but you know, there could have been a second shooter, there could have been a this or that or whatever, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything crazy. I mean, it could be they lost the bullet and one guy covered okay, it up a, because a better, he didn't lose a, his job. It, a better it, one there would could be, be the more there. Landing. Just the fact that we don't have it all and it doesn't make sense doesn't mean doesn't mean there's some magical conclusion with a deep state a be- and Cuba and everything else. It doesn't mean that. A better, a, better, a better conspiracy theory would be like the moon landing, for example. Mm-hmm. There was like nine Apollo astronauts that ended up dead right after it. Uh, two years before it, they couldn't even barely get a rocket off the ground, and then suddenly they're on the moon. Mm-hmm. I think that's weird. You know, yeah, I agree. Can I agree with you in, in being fascinated by how weird that seems, and just leave yeah. it at that? Though is that you know like no? What well, the point know, is I'm, is like the Cold War is going on. America, wants yeah, but to be now the you're making to, up a narrative. Right. I'm just saying I agree with you. It's weird. No, I leave it there. You got to understand that since since the 1950s, this is when it all began. This is when the CIA and everything started taking off. And there's a speech by Senator Jenner, and he says in 1954 that there is an unseen and unheard by Congress, the president or the people. Outwardly, we have this constitutional government. We had this operating idea that, oh, yeah, there's this government, and it's got laws and rules. But then within the government, there's a political system, a well-organized political action group in this country determined to destroy the Constitution and establish a one-party state. So there are people who are in control and it's been talked about outwardly since the 50s. This isn't a new idea that I'm presenting. And I'm definitely not the best person by any means to be talking about this stuff. But I think this 10% is so ignored by the people. I understand your the, philosophy. But anytime you start getting ultimate, into it, it gets goofy to me. Here's it, what's going to happen in the future. This is what everyone says is going to happen. The rate at which we're going, the rate at which they're infiltrating our lives and listening to all the phone calls, they're going to use this technology that they already have stage some kind of world phenomenon like a fake alien attack like a giant huge alien 911 and then everyone's going to fucking panic like crazy and it's going to be a one world they have com- full control at that point point. and if you don't think that they can pull something like that off then i think you're burying your head in the sand who's they yeah i don't get the they there the 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 same shadow government that we're talking about that runs the country. There's two governments in our country. But, I mean, to and pull that off would take literally probably no, an un- unbelievable amount of people. 
No, it wouldn't. Yeah, well, you know. it wouldn't. How about this? We we probably got to wrap. Take that but many people. how about the notion of this? I've offered this open challenge, and if I, if you get the terms right and understand what I'm saying, I I'm not. I haven't found anything else like this. Now, to be sure, there are thousands of conspiracies that happen all the time. That's what people do. They conspire. Sure. They break laws. A lot of them get caught. Tons of them never get caught. Now, conspiracy theories that exist in pop culture. I'm not aware of any of them that have ever existed as a thing that you can watch YouTube documentary that's a truther of this or this or that or JFK this. I'm not aware that there's ever been a single one that people like you could even know about that has later been proven to actually be true. That's never happened. The atom bomb. Huh? The, the atom bomb. That was never a popular conspiracy theory. It was it, a conspiracy. It was talked, about. Was it was talked about that the, the government was creating this thing. It was so top secret that they didn't talk about it until they dropped the thing sure, and it was already Okay, so, so call it a conspiracy. But it wasn't a bunch of people that knew about it and were trying to tell people about it and leaking about it and weren't getting How listened to and then later were How validated. How do you know? I'm sure there were people that no, knew about were. the H-bomb. No, I'm saying they that knew that something was going on. And there's they knew no that pop culture conspiracy theories that have ever been proven true. That's what I'm saying. As soon as a few fall, then okay, after the moon landing and JFK get exposed, then I'll start listening to maybe a, the flat Earth. After that, then I'm open to flat Earth. After we prove that JFK lives in Havana, but they after, can't. As soon as know, that happens, then I'll start. I would say one, okay. Here, here's Matt, one Matt that thinks I, the JFK here, conspiracy is that JFK still alive. Yeah, and he lives in Havana <laughs> with Elvis. All right. Yeah, I, I'll say the only one that potentially I could see, like, okay, I don't know if it's necessarily world domination conspiracy. I could see Cold World, Cold War happening. Russia goes up into space, all that stuff. I could see us faking the moon landing, and then I could see they created this thing called NASA, and maybe all that stuff's a little bit bullshit, like that, because then you could fund tons of money into NASA and then hide it somewhere or something, maybe. But even that seems just too goofy. Like I just feel like there's too many people on Earth that would want to get that scoop sure, of that you're fake. So Nate, that's the danger there. Nate, anyway. before we let you go, uh, Sandy Hook, you think that's a conspiracy? Good chance? Uh, I mean, I haven't looked into that one, but I'm, I'm, da- I'm doubtful that it's a conspiracy. How about Flat Earth? Um, I don't think that. No flat. Earth, I haven't looked anything sure. into it. It doesn't. It doesn't interest me that much. Um, Bigfoot's real, though. Bigfoot's just interesting to me because I was always a kid that liked science in class. So I think it's more in the realm of nature and animals and cryptozoology. So it's naturally interesting to me. Like gun rights. Like, do I think we should get some guns and put them in the closet for a later date? Probably. But I'm not like a redneck in my raised truck pulling people out of the water in Houston or anything. So I'm not that guy. But I just think you can't stick your head in the sand and ignore the 10%. And the more that people are, have an open mind about this stuff, the more that in the future it could save your life or it could help bring the power pack to the people. Because I don't think what people realize is that as co- corporations, you can see this, Matt. You say, F the government. Uh, the government's inefficient and wasteful. Well, what's it doing? It's allowing companies to have a conglomerate on media and money, and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and consolidating, and fewer and fewer people are in power. And if you don't believe that, then, you're, then you are in denial. You are putting your head in the sand. You are giving more power to, more, to, to fewer people, and that is bad. That is always bad. And... That's what we did in the 50s, and that's what we slowly been doing. I think some of your philosophy is right on. I really do. I think you have some logical points on the philosophy of how to look at new evidence and outside ideas. Now, all the things are co-opted. But by you signed balls, the Nashville so. statement. And, <laughs> yeah. But, but your, your tendency 
to put a narrative on it and make a they and all that. That's just kind of hardwired entertainment the way people work. But well, I understand. You can what go you're home saying. tonight and you can Google the fifteen or sixteen top secret security agencies, and you can start d- digging into it. And you can see that they exist, and you can understand that 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 you can go listen to hundreds of these CIA guys. They'll talk all the time about it, and they're they're forming councils. They did a press release in the early nineties trying to say, here's 30 guys that have been a part of this secret society trying to tell the public with this press release, it exists. And they need to get this information out there. And people like you, who are naturally skeptical, which is a good thing, Mm -hmm. go, ah, this is horseshit. And guess what? Then it continues to move and grow and grow. And the more the Rockefellers and those dudes sway the politicians, it's going to be too late at some point. So maybe not now, but your grandkids might live in a world that's totally controlled by like 10 people. And mm-hmm. that sucks. That mm-hmm. really sucks. And we have the opportunity to educate ourselves, to look at the information that is available to us for the first time because people didn't have the internet back then. They couldn't actually do any research. They couldn't actually look at the photos. I mean, UFOs, there's like 5,000 sightings in video with like credible evidence, not just the people who say they've seen it. They actually have proof of like five thousand different cases of ufos and people still go eh, it's just some blurry well, footage. See, that's that's nonsense but, but i don't want to talk almost don't want to talk about it anymore but it's and one of these days our kids, kids are going to live hard evidence that everybody wants to ignore that's not the scientific true. community the scientific community will not touch bigfoot and aliens because mm-hmm. you will be ostracized from that's the a convenient community. narrative to put but on it and no, some element not. of that it's is true and exists no, 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 i agree no. but, it, but, but also, if, you are if they're so powerful why would they allow the internet why would they allow the internet to exist if they're so powerful they would have realized they're trying to they're trying to to shut it down why do you think google and all these companies are always up in arms about this whole issue with the free internet because they're they're trying to control they're trying to manipulate comcast is like you got to pay more money to get more access they're trying to keep the information away from people but at the same time they that's let just a little to make bit money out. though that's not a conspiracy they they're can't get the youtube channel taken down but they can do all right last thing. last question for nate nate oh, no real real quick all right go ahead i was gonna say <laughs> nah never mind all right $10,000 of your own money within one mile radius of your house. How many aliens live there? You have to bet $10,000 of your own money. You will lose if you're wrong. How many aliens live within a mile radius of your home? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what this means. More than I, one or less than one? <laughs> I mean, $10,000. Yeah, see, I, I have yeah. no... <laughs> if, you, if you had to put, put $20,000 of your own money on either there are... UFOs have been here or they have not. You'd put them on the have been. Well, okay. Here's here's why this is a bad a bad thing because <laughs> most UFO sightings. Guess where they happen? Crazy around people. crazy people. <laughs> nope. Around nuclear bases. Weird. That is true. That is a true statement. Around nuclear bases, they see the most sightings. That's why Roswell, New Mexico, is a big place. Yeah. And other places. And there is some knowledge to suggest that they know about our uh, missiles, and they know about our destructive ways, so I don't know. But here's the real question. I'm past all that. Are aliens spiritual, or are they physical beings? Oh, what Lord. Do you, you, gotta, you gotta come back on that, or, or bring us on Don't Feed the Trolls, your podcast. Dude, that's, getting, guys, that's getting too intense, but hey. The not rabbit joking. hole goes deep, and I think you should jump in, boys. Jump in. I'm not right, joking. Joey? I, I want to be honest. I am an alien. Alright, moving on. Uh, I just told the truth. I'm not joking. 100%. I swear to God, I, I am not spiritual. I came from Qatar. 
I'm an alien. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Nate from Sherwood. They're going on tour in October. Is that right? Yeah. And right. uh, want me to read those dates one more time? Yes, yes I time. do. We're playing on starting on Roswell, October, New Mexico. On October 18th, <laughs> Roswell, New Mexico, in the pit. <laughs> Of Area 51. Uh, October 18th in Nashville at the end. You'll be there, right? Oh, I'll be there for sure. <laughs> the next night we're playing in St. Louis. Then we're going to Oklahoma City, Lawrence, Kansas, Chicago, Detroit, Akron, Cincinnati. But uh, yeah, we'll be out with uh, this band Motherfolk and Rookie of the Year. They'll be on the tour as well. Very nice. Motherfolk's really cool. I'm, that's kind of cool lineup that you guys got going there. So, Yeah. All right, right, Nate. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I'm not crazy. I know. (laughs) I know you're not. No, my God, no. You are not, buddy. (laughs) All right. Well, we've got uh, Nate. Good seeing you, my friend. We've got another. We've got another batch. That dude is crazy. Yeah, he's uh, he's lost. (laughs) He's gone. Thank God. I mean, it's unbelievable. I have no respect for him or his. Pray for Nate's family. Lord Jesus, God, we come to you for. We pray a hedge of protection against the evil. All right, Very we got interesting. A, we got another batch of BC Club signups, and we appreciate you guys. Is Jeremy Fagundis, Lexi Jerrigan, Daniel Everard, Brandon Wilder, Jonathan Williams, Jonathan Peak, Melissa Johnson, Stephen Cheryl, Ashley Davis. <laughs> this this person's an old school listener. Ghost lawnmower. <laughs> Do y'all remember that's the ghost that I saw? He was mowing the lawn oh, yeah. at a sleepover. I do. So. I mean, you saw a ghost that was mowing the lawn. So oh, yes, I mean. yes, and I wasn't the only one who saw it. We were so there, scared. There's a we couple went of surveys. Just, we'll end with this, but a couple of surveys. Fifty-one percent of people think that uh, there was a conspiracy. There's a conspiracy with JFK, and sixty-eight percent believe in God. The, the belief that there's a God. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. All right, thank you, BC folks. All right, see y'all next time. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.